0: Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Um, I am allowing the call-ins just like we normally do during our regular Bible study on Telegram, but just going to give everybody a little bit of time to get in, and we'll have some chatty, chatty stuff right now while we wait because it is new for everyone. Good morning, Tam. I'm so glad to see you here. Y'all you know, we'll will probably hear the animals in the background because the sun is shining and it's a beautiful day here in South Carolina. So I decided to have the sun on my back um and
1: letting that use some natural vitamin D coming through here. I'm glad you like hearing the birds. (laughs) You'll hear birds and uh, you'll definitely hear my Toulouse
0: geese. Um, Both of them too are out and are wandering around. Good morning, Emily. If you want to call in, there is a, there should be a little thing you can tap the call in button. Um, If anyone wants to call in, you can. It's recorded right now, but we can choose at the end. Um, If y'all don't want your voice recorded or whatever, we don't have to publish it. Or we can publish it if you're fine with it. I'm just giving everyone some time to
1: get used to it being over here on Podbean. And instead of um, on Telegram. So, okay, I sent the invite. It should let you on now, Emily. Because we got to hear your good morning voice.
0: We love it. Anita, she's not here yet. I don't know if she is
1: um, able to pop in or not.
0: Did it work okay for you, Emily? Are you able to? Um, I I did the invite, but it's showing you down at the bottom instead of up at the top where, Angie, we've done this before on the knickknack show, on the evening show, and it usually
1: shows up there at the top. You may need to go in your settings and allow your mic on. let's see if it works now. There you are. Hello, Molly. Good morning. It took me a minute.
0: I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, I'm just so glad to hear your uh, voice. I didn't want to lose that. I love that part of the connection that we have on, on telegram that we can, you know, hear each other's voice and and be able to chat. So I didn't want to lose that, but I felt God was just moving me in this direction to put it on Podbean. And, you know, the guys had been telling me for a while to have it on here, but I was scared. You know, I, I needed to have my, my cocoon of safety over on Telegram before I got out here with the rest of the world. But I did find out several people have said, you know, it's great to be able to have Podbean because you can download when you have internet and listen later. So I thought that was, you know, that's God saying this is definitely what we should do. So I'm glad you were able to join in. Um, a woman of prayer. Good morning and welcome. If you would like to call in, this is definitely our, our morning. Um, we like to do the call ins on the morning show for Bible study so we can all kind of chat together and, and worship Father together. But I'm glad you were able to get it to work, Emily. So, how are you doing this morning?
1: Oh, I'm doing wonderful. How are you? How are you feeling? I'm doing
0: good. We're outside here. Um, I was telling Tam, I'm outside with the sun on my back, um, using the natural, um, heat that God give us to, to relieve this nerve issue and, and have a, you know, just enjoy the sunshine. You know, soon our days are going to be, getting colder and not so much pleasant to be outside. So while I can I'm going to soak it up. How's things in California? Were you affected by the earthquake?
1: No. No, because I live here in Sacramento. I'm far from San Jose. Oh, good. Yeah, Yeah, I saw that there was like a
0: five-point something that hit, and I was like, oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah, they're closer to San Francisco, but I'm far from San Francisco. Yeah, thank God, yeah.
0: Oh well, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for that one.
1: Yes, 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 yes. Well,
0: Hello, this morning I'm, I'm just gonna, you know, we'll just start by just kind of chatting and and kind of covering some things. Um, I know we wrapped up the book of Leviticus on Tuesday. My days are a little off um right now for some reason, but we finished up um uh, the book of Leviticus and I felt it put on my heart to kind of go over Romans. You know, we discussed it some last night on the episode, the called, and I feel like, you know, Romans is, is a great book. And so I really think that, you know, that's one that we should definitely go into, you know, especially with the way that the forefathers in America, before they even went into the American revolution, they debated, um, and discussed the book of Romans for about two years, I think, before they even went into the first battle. So I thought it was, you know, if it was that important, I figured that, you know, God definitely, you know, there's a lot of information that we need in this that will help us as we we go through trying to disciple for the Lord and And, and, you know, just teach others. So I figured we would start and go there, if that's okay
1: with everybody. How do y'all feel about that?
0: Okay, I'm assuming that that's an okay. So we're going to start with the first,
1: the epistle of Paul to the Romans. Oh, you lost me. Can you, can everyone else hear me? Is sound five, five for everyone? Great. Okay. Thank you, Tam.
0: I'm sorry you lost me there, Emily. Um, I don't know how I'm, I know the modding part of Podbean, but I'm learning this other part. Tam might know. Um, Or if you just if you don't want to, you know, be on whatever, that's fine too, darling. Um where we gotta we're figuring it out together, so it's perfectly fine. I'm just glad that the sound is coming through on my end so I don't lose y'all again like I did last week. Um,
1: Paul's letter to the
0: Romans was called the most profound work in existence.
1: Did I mute, Emily? I don't think I did. Oh, okay. I'm not sure what's going on with this thing. It's still showing you up there. But,
0: yeah, and I don't have it muted, so I'm not sure what is going on
1: here. Um,
0: Yeah, it looks like that's what she's doing, maybe going out and back in. I'll keep an eye on it um, and try to watch and see, so that way I make sure I don't miss it while I'm reading some of this. Um, But Coleridge called Paul's letter to the Romans the most profound work in existence. By far, the book of Romans contains Paul's most comprehensive statement of the full meaning of the cross of Christ. Paul says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Romans one sixteen. From the very start, Paul develops the theme that all people, whether Jewish or Gentile, are sinners, and therefore need God's salvation. But how can this be done? Paul writes meticulously that the only way is through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ through faith and complete obedience to him. Salvation cannot come through frail human attempts to obey any any law perfectly. Then Paul explains what a new life in Christ entails. No longer does an individual need to live under the constant domination of sin, guilt, and death. A believer is liberated by the Spirit of God and has inner peace, as well as peace with God. All hostilities have ceased. Paul goes to great lengths to expound God's original purpose in giving the law of Moses and how the Jews were part of God's master plan to bring all nations home through the grace provided by the cross of Jesus Christ. Paul concluded with many practical things about how Christians should live in this world. We must serve one another. We must be good citizens. We must be tolerant and sensitive to the consciousness of others. Paul wrote this letter to the Christians in Rome from Corinth, knowing that he would soon come their way. He had always wanted to visit Spain to the West, and that's um. In Romans 15:28, however, he also knew that he would visit Jerusalem first. In Romans 15:31, and that was a foreboding thought. Paul was similarly arrested in Jerusalem, and after a long involved process, was forced to appeal his case to be heard in Rome by Caesar himself. After all, it was only fitting that the apostle to the Gentiles should appear in the capital of the world. The epistle to the Romans above everything else is an explanation of how God justifies the sinner. The verb, sorry, I had to swap my ear The verb in Greek, it's D-I-K-A-I-O-O. In Romans, it is used 14 times and in Galatians, 8 times. There is a great theological affinity between Romans and Galatians as to how God justifies the sinner. In the rest of the New Testament, the verb is used only 14 times. The verb is a legal term meaning to declare someone as just or righteous and to recognize him as such. It refers to one who is not subject to condemnation. A just person in the New Testament is one who meets God's standard for his life. In the New Testament, the word for to justify never means what the word meant in classical Greek. For example, to make anyone righteous by doing away with his violation of law through his own condemnation. The New Testament never speaks of anyone, anybody justifying himself because he has paid the penalty for his sin. It must be pointed out that the verbs ending in OO, such as they co-justify or doulo, D-O-U-L-O-O, to make a servant, to subject someone, to subjugate. And that's in reference to, um, it's in Acts 7, 6 and First Corinthians nine nineteen. refer only to the act or activity which is directed toward achieving the desired result without any reference whatsoever to the mode or way whereby this takes place. So when the word deku, to justify, is used in Greek, it has no reference whatsoever to the way that this is accomplished, but only to the act itself that a person is declared just or righteous. The important matter is who declares or considers a person just. The Pharisees considered themselves just and righteous. They had their own standard of righteousness. The young lawyer who came to Jesus in Luke ten twenty nine wanted to justify himself. One can be just in his own eyes by setting his own standard. Another can justify himself when he meets his legal obligations towards specific laws. This is being justified by the law. The law cannot bring this man before the court and charge him with specific violations of the law. But for one to justify himself before God, he must first of all acknowledge what are God's rights upon him. In order to do this, man must know God. This knowing of God is the same as the appropriation of the righteousness of God. It is not the mere proclamation by God that a person is free from the charge that others or the law can bring against him. But that God himself considers him as having legally and morally fulfilled all that he demands to declare him justified.
1: (laughs) And there's the chickens. See, I told y'all, y'all are going to hear chickens and geese and ducks and turkeys. God could not find such a decose
0: or just person on earth. But when it came to his son, Jesus Christ, there was no unrighteousness in him in John seven eighteen, In Romans one eighteen and 19, we find how God considers fallen man. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness. A diacon, A-D-I-K-I-A-N, the opposite of righteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. A dike, and that's A-D-I-K-I-A. In other words, they do not do what is right because they have not recognized God himself, which is expressed in the word asabia, A-S-E-B-E-I-A, ungodliness. The person who does not recognize God for what he is, just, dekos, cannot recognize God's rights upon his life. This, however, leaves man without excuse because God has given him the ability innately to know, at least in part, God's rights. But man willfully disregards even that partial knowledge. Um, Observe in verse 19, Romans 19, because that which is known about God is evident within them. For God made it evident to them. Because therefore, man has not properly responded to God's rights toward him generally manifested to mankind. He is filled with unrighteousness, expressing itself in fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispering, and etc. That's Romans one twenty nine. The verb dikeu to justify sometimes must be understood as a meaning to appear as righteous, as in Romans two thirteen. For not the hearers of the law are just before God but the doers of the law shall be justified. We cannot take this latter statement to mean truly justified and to salvation, but as appearing justified. The doers of the law are justified by the law, but not by God. Therefore, the word justify here has limited application. Otherwise, this statement would stand in contradiction to Romans 3.30. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall be no flesh justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. And again, in Romans four two, we read, For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. But how can man be justified before God? The answer is given of Christ in the Spirit, in First Timothy three sixteen, by His grace, Titus three seven, not by works of the law, in Galatians two sixteen. Not with the law demonstration of its genuineness in joshua two twenty one through twenty five in romans four five we find that it is God who justifies the ungodly through Jesus Christ in romans three twenty six and galatians two sixteen above everything else, this must be understood: God not, does not only declare us justified but makes us just romans five nineteen the verb makes us. Is and I'm gonna butcher this word and I apologize. Cathysteme, it's k a t h i s t e m i. And I'll post these words along with those other scriptures in Nicknack's room on telegram. The cathisteme, meaning to constitute, he clears us of the guilt of sin and gives us power against sin. And for some general remarks on election, there's um There's a note on Ephesians 1, 4, 5 that I can read to y'all just a second. I'm going to go ahead and share that Telegram link so people can find that. It's t.me slash Nikki's, N-I-K-K-I-S-N-A-K-S. For those of y'all that are listening later or not in live chat, I'm also going to share it in the live chat. And that's where I will put everything um, pertaining to this episode and I'll try to get it under the episode as well. I'm learning how to edit it thankfully through some gracious kindness teachings by Tam and our beautiful sister Echoes. They have been teaching the teacher of, uh, I'm normally the one that people go to for tech support, but when it comes to when it comes to podbean and mobile devices, I have to go, you know, we always have to go to someone else sometimes. And and that's wonderful that we have others that can, you know, help us. Even the ones that are or the ones that are supposed to be proficient in these kind of things. We still, you know, have to reach out to some that can help guide us and and get us there, you know, where we need to be. Even if we think we know something, there's still always something to be learned, always in this life. If we start learning, then I start fearing because something's happening if we're not learning. But that on Ephesians, just a second, I will read that. Okay, it says, there are two verbs that introduce us to the much debated subject of God's election. He chose us. In Greek, it is the heiress of eklegomia, E-K-L-E-G-O-M-A-I, which means to select or to choose out of. From this verb, we have the noun ekloge, E-K-L-O-G-E, which means choice or election. We also have the adjective nouns, eclectos, chosen out, the verb, exlexito, gosh, and I knew medical terminology, guys, is in the eras, which means that at one particular time in the past, God chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. It is the middle it is in the middle voice, which means that this was his own decision. The second verb that addresses itself to the subject of God's election of the believer is in Ephesians 1 5. And it's similar to like parias, psoriasis, but it's poriasis. Por-ias, E R O O R I S A S from "porizo," made up of the preposition pro, before, and "porizo" to determine. The compound verb means to determine or decree beforehand or to predestinate. This is the same verb that was used in Romans 8.29 and translated predestined. Um, there's some remarks also on Matthew 24, 22-31, Luke 18.7. Acts four twenty eight, Romans eight twenty nine and thirty three, as well as Romans nine eleven, Ephesians 3, 11, 2 Timothy two ten, Joshua two 5, 1 Peter one two and twenty. In the Bible there is set forth on the one hand of the sovereign on the one hand the sovereignty of God and on the other man's free choice and hence responsibility. Peter in speaking to Christ on the day of Pentecost said this man, delivered up by the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God, you nailed to a cross by the hands of godless men and put him to death acts two twenty three here in one verse, we have the two principles brought together: the sovereign purpose of God in the delivering up of Christ, so that men might be blessed, and human choice and responsibility in crucifying the prince of life on the other the perplexing question which arises is, can a man know? That he is one of the elect. A careful reading of the Epistle to the Romans will throw much light on the subject, and that's what I hope to accomplish with us going through this book. There is not a not a word about election until we are more than halfway through the eighth chapter. The reason is clear, because until we know we are children of God and free from condemnation in Romans eight one through seventeen, we are neither in the right position nor condition to receive the truth. In the early chapters of Romans, we have described man's ruined condition and his standing before God as a guilty sinner. Then follows the sinner's justification by faith without works. Through the finished work of Christ, the way in which the believer is freed from the mastery of sin and delivered from the law. The result is that there is no condemnation. The Spirit is bearing witness that we are children of God, Romans 8.16. It is then, and not until then, that the believer learns that he has been predestined and is one of the elect. Then it is stated that, as believers, we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose, for whom he foreknew, among many brethren in whom he predestined. These he also called, and whom he called, these he also justified, and whom he justified these he also glorified Romans 8:28 through 30 The person who may find himself described in the third chapter of Romans is a sinner under condemnation who stands in need of justification by faith in Christ as a savior For all have sinned and all and fall short of the glory of God Romans 3:23 He does not know nor is it any concern of his whether he is one of the elect or not no one who desires the peace of God is refused it If one, however, finds himself described in the eighth chapter of Romans and is already a believer, he knows that he is an elect child of God and that he has been predestined unto salvation. The most important point is that no one who is saved can say that he is saved because of his own choice of
1: God. His salvation is in response to God's choice of him.
0: And on the other hand, no one who is lost can say that he is lost because God willed him to be lost. A very helpful illustration may be derived from family life. You know, a stranger is denied a share in the little familiar, familiarities and secrets of a family. No one in the family is willing to take him into the delightful confidence of its innermost secrets in the same manner the unregenerate are excluded from the sweet inner experiences and knowledge of the secrets of God, which he entrusts to the members of his household. Psalms 25:14 declares that the secret of the Lord is for those who fear him, and he will make them know his covenant. Truly, therefore, the doctrine of election is a family secret, and only the children of God know it and have the capacity of grasping or understanding the deep things of God. 1 Corinthians 2:14 states, But a natural man does not accept the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolish to him, foolishness to him. And he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. Christ died for all. It does not mean only some. And while this truth is clearly revealed, nowhere does it say that his sacrifice was a substitute for all. First John 2, 2 states, and he himself is the propitiation for our sins, the believers. And not for ours only, but for those also for those of the whole world, it is to be noted that the expression, the sins of in the translation is not in the Greek text. Therefore, the gospel that 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 preached to all that is preached to all and over and over again, God says that whoever believeth in him, that means anybody Shall receive everlasting life. John 3:16, Acts 10, 43 and Acts 13, 38 39. The gospel invitation is for all, and therefore all who hear are responsible without excuse. Thus, if one perishes in his sin, he will be lost because he himself chose to be condemned. Titus 3:10, 11, and not because God willed it so. And like I said, I will put all of these verses in the room um so that way y'all can have it i'm going to go ahead and get into romans 1 1 and if you have any questions or anything um you can feel free to type them down or um even like you said if you want to call in call-ins are more than welcome to anyone who would like romans 1 1 paul a bond servant, christ Called As an apostle set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets and the Holy Scriptures concerning his son who was born of a descendant of David. According to the flesh, who was declared the son of God with power by the resurrection from the dead, according to the spirit of holiness, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith among all the Gentiles for his namesake. Among you, among whom you are also the called of God. Sorry, the called of Jesus Christ. (laughs) To all who are beloved of God in Rome, called as saints, grace to you and peace from God, our father and the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you, because your faith is being proclaimed throughout the whole world for God, whom I serve in my spirit and the preaching of the gospel of his Son is my witness as to know unceasingly I make mention of you. Always in my prayers making requests, if perhaps now at last by the will of God I may succeed in coming to you. For I long to see you in order that I may impart some spiritual gift to you, that you may be established, that is, that I may be encouraged together with you while among you, each of us, by the other's faith, both yours and mine. And I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that often I plan to come to you and have been prevented thus far in order that I might obtain some fruit among you also, even as among the rest of the Gentiles. I am under obligation both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the foolish. Thus, for my part, I am eager to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written. But the righteous man shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. Because that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood throughout what has been made so they are, so that they are without excuse. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their speculations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man and of birds and 4 animals and crawling creatures. Therefore, God gave them over in the lust of their hearts to impurity, that their bodies might be dishonored among them. For they exchanged the truth of God, for a lie and worshiped and served the create the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever amen for this reason god gave them over to degrading passions for their women exchanged the natural function for the, for that which is unnatural and the same way also the men abandoned the natural function of the woman and burned in their desire toward another men with men committing indecent acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their error And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them
1: over to a depraved mind to do those things which are not proper, being filled with all in malice. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of
0: God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to to parents without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, and merciful. And although they know the ordinance of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, they not only do the same, but also give heartily approval to those who practice them. Romans 2. Therefore you are without excuse, every man of you who passes judgment, for in that you pass judgment... Our judge, excuse me, I'm going to start that over. Therefore, you are without excuse, every man of you who pass, passes judgment. For in that you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. And we know that the judgment of God rightly falls upon those who practice such things. And do you suppose this? Oh man, when... You pass judgment upon those who practice such things and do the same yourself, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you think lightly of the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that the kindness of God leads you to repentance? But because of your stubbornness and unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds to those who who by perseverance and doing good seek glory, seek for glory and honor and immorality, eternal life. But to those who are selfishly ambitious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, wrath and indignation, there will be tribulation and distress for every soul of man who does evil of the Jew first and also of the Greek. But glory and honor and peace to every man who does good to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For there is no partiality with God, for all who have sinned without the law will also perish without the law, and all who have sinned under the law will be judged by the law. For not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law will be justified. For when the Gentiles who do not have the law do instinctively the things of the law, these not having the law are a law to themselves. and that they show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscious bearing witness and their thoughts alternately accusing or else defending them on the day when, according to my gospel, God will judge the secrets of men through Christ Jesus. But if you bear the name Jew and rely upon the law and boast in God and know his will, And approve the things that are essential, being instructed out of the law, and are confident that you yourself are a guide to the blind, a light to those who are in darkness, a corrector of the foolish, a teacher of the immature, having in the law the embodiment of knowledge and of the truth. Give me just one second. I'm having to move inside because my phone battery is dying. So the birds will go away and the dogs will start. I was trying to read and walk and that didn't work. your hour for me sorry guys I apologize just bear with me and I appreciate your patience Look we'll at this thing plugged in and going there we go now I won't lose y'all um yeah so um Sherbird I start this at 11 a.m. eastern time 10 central 9 mountain 8 And the Bible study readings are on Tuesdays and Thursdays every week on Mondays and Wednesday evening. We do knickknacks and it's uh, Wednesdays is more focused on religion. Mondays are focused on um, healing, health and wellness and just various different things that come up. Thank you all for bearing with me while I got my phone on charge. All right, so we're on Romans 217, and I'm reading out of an NASB 1977 edition Bible. But if you bear the name Jew and rely upon the law and boast in God and know his will and approve the things that are essential, being instructed out of the law and are confident that you yourself are a guide to the blind, a light to those who are in darkness, a corrector of the foolish, a teacher of the immature, having the law, the embodiment of knowledge and of the truth. You, therefore, who teach another, do you not teach yourself? You who preach that one should not steal, do you steal? You who say that one should not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? You who boast in the law, though you're breaking the law, do you dishonor God? For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you, just as it is written, for indeed the circumcision is of value. If you practice the law, but if you are a transgressor of the law, your circumcision has become uncircumcised. And I got to stop there because, you know, I was was guilty of something like this myself. So that's where it says, you know, we can't, not like that, but I mean, I'm just going to give y'all an example. You know, I was, I have allowed myself, you know, to be judgmental of others when i thought something should be done in one way and it wasn't and i had to step back and think and and say to myself well just like like the gossiping um echoes i don't know if y'all have heard her podcast i think many of y'all have if you've not listened to her episode i believe it was from tuesday um The whole day's episodes were good. I usually start at the top and then work my way down through them. But it was talking about, and I discussed it last night on the called episode, about how, who do we turn to when something happens to us? Do we pick up the phone and call 10 people and tell them about the wrong that was done? Or do we pick up the phone and call one friend? Or do we turn to father first? And that's an example, you know, where we're all learning you know, as a female who is an emotional female, I am guilty of that, of, of going, instead of going to father first, going to someone else where I should be going to father and letting father work it, work it out through me and through others. So I think it's very important that, you know, we, we can't condemn others because we ourselves, are guilty of some sin in some form. Anyone that says that they do not sin is lying. And I mean, I hate to assume things about people, but we are all, because the evil works inside of us just as much as, as Christ does. Hopefully Christ works in us more, but the closer we get to Christ, the more the evil tries to pull us away. So, you know, we are all at a potential risk for, you know, sinning. So it's very important that we, you know, try to watch that and be mindful of it and remember to offer the grace to others. So that way, you know, because we also want our, um, you know, we also want that grace. Yes. The, the short picker uppers. Thank you, Tam. Those are wonderful. If, if y'all have not checked that out, go check out Echoes, those podcasts and she's on live tonight, um, at, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central. Thank you, Tam. I appreciate you getting that link. They're wonderful. Uh, You could definitely hear the spirit through her. But, you know, we're all guilty of some kind of sin somewhere. All right. I'm going to continue here in Romans 2. 26, I think is where we are. And I'm going to stop before we get to three. We'll pick up on three on Tuesday next week. If therefore the uncircumcised man keeps the requirements of the law, will not his uncircumcision be regarded as circumcision? And will not he who is physically uncircumcised, if he keeps the law, Will he not be, will he not judge you who though having the letter of the law and uncircumcision are a transgressor of the law? For he is not a Jew who is one outwardly, neither is circumcision that which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is that which is of the heart by the spirit, not by the letter, and the praise is not from men, but from God. And that is the end of Romans 2. I was hoping to get through the book, but this is a long book. And there's no way to make it through in an hour. And I want to try to keep these still short. So we'll still keep it to an hour. And definitely the Echoes podcast are are very good. Um, Kilted Christian is also another very good one. He had Everett on last night with Conley, and it was a truly wonderful episode. If you've not listened to that one, I suggest it because it was it was an excellent, excellent, um, just a reminder about how, you know, forgiveness and, and judgment. And, you know, I also discussed and hit on it some last night on the called episode. On it next, so it's very important. Yeah, it was great, wasn't it? Um, it's very important, you know, that we've got so much evil that's trying to tear this remnant apart that we cannot allow just because someone says something at one time that we don't agree with or don't approve of or is different from our thinking. That doesn't mean that we are to cast judgment upon them. We don't, and we cannot and shall not and should not. That's not what God calls us to do. Um, God does call us to, to teach and to help guide. And the scripture last night, I finally found it again this morning. It was kind of funny when I found it. I was like, oh, there it is. But Luke 17, 3, take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespasses trespass against thee, rebuke him. And if he repent, forgive him, and if he trespasses trespass against thee seven times in a day and seven times in a day, turn again to thee, saying, "I repent, thou shalt forgive him and I think that's important to follow because you know we we are so quick to judge, or I am I'm not gonna say all of us, but i can I can definitely vouch for myself. We could be very quick to judge. But these the the people that we are judging, they they often shouldn't be judged. They need our prayers more than our judgment. So when when we get, when we do go to judge someone, instead of thinking about how they're wrong, why don't we take that time to actually pray to Father and ask Him to either help guide that person or. Or, you know, even show us because there's times to where it's not them, but it's maybe our understanding of something or maybe something that's going on in our own personal lives that we need to work on. And I know myself, I, I, as a child, you know, built up this, this kind of iron steel wall that I was trying to be angry and rageful when anybody hurt me because it's easy to be angry it's easy to be mad and to show that because you know the devil wants to that's what he does he's he's giving that to us and it's it's easy but you know my heart wasn't designed that way my heart is a loving heart and I don't just say that to like boast about myself but my heart is a loving heart and and I gift freely. And and I enjoy doing that. But because I built up those walls around my heart, thinking I was protecting myself, I was hurting my own self. I was hurting the blessings God wanted to give me and the blessings he wanted to give others. And it's something that I'm learning myself that people are still going to hurt us. I mean, look at Jesus. Jesus was the perfect example. And as I said last night, you know, Jesus still allowed Judas Iscariot to betray him. But yet Jesus never treated him differently. He was never cruel to him. He still broke bread with him. He still tried to disciple to him. And that's what we should do as brothers and sisters of Christ. Instead of knocking someone down or condemning them or judging them, we we should love them through it. We should pray for them. I'm still working on the part of how we correct them and tell them how they're wrong. And that's where it goes back to the old law where, where you had the two people before you could accuse someone of, of sin, you had to have another person with you to go confront that person. So that way you know it's not just you thinking that and, and, and what, you think, but it's also what the word says. And, you know, the Bible, Conley was talking about last night um, how the Bible, you know, he used to look at it as homework, but now it's his war manual. That is our war manual. That's our armor. And we have to keep that on every single day. Never take that armor off. And, yes, Pam, it does kind of go back to the what would Jesus do and what did Jesus do? And I think that that's the best thing that we could follow. I know a lot of people talk about how the old law, you know, God was very wrathful and and punishing and he was, and he still is. However, because of Jesus, because that love of Christ, that he died for all of our sins and died for all of our transgressions that we we will commit. He gives us the two laws to have no god before him and to love thy neighbor as thyself. And how can we love our neighbor if we're judging our neighbor harshly? Or we're, you know, we're all different and all of us are on different walks with Christ. Some of us are new believers, some of us are still just kind of testing the waters, putting our toes in to see if it's warm or not, how it feels. And so we have to offer grace. And extend that grace to each other as well, because no one really knows what a person is going through unless you're in those shoes. Even talking with them, you still don't don't quite know because you're not living that life. So and also we're not the ones that have to account for, like I said last night, for their sins. We have to account and hold accountability for our own selves each time. You know, that we do something. And then when we do go to heaven and go before Father, we have to, um, we have to be able to, you know, account for our own sins. We don't have to account for, you know, I don't have to account for what Tam does. Listen, Ella, thank you for being here. Be careful driving, honey. We don't have to account for, like, like if Tam, you know, does something wrong. I don't have to answer to God for what Tam did just like she doesn't have to answer for my outburst when I have one, you know, I mean, I have those several I've seen them, several have heard them and, and I apologize, you know, I'm, I'm human too. And like I said, with my heart, you know, I love with my whole entire heart and I put my entire heart and everything that I can into everything that I do. And so I feel when when I feel wronged, I feel it on a deep level. And that's something that Christ is working on me about doing right now. Um, The only apologies that I make for that is that I, I sometimes react with that emotional point instead of the what would Jesus do? What did Jesus do mentality? And that's where he's working on me. But I can realize that and I'm thankful that that he has led me to be able to see where that fault was. So I can work on correcting that. And I think that's part of where we go back to when we try to, you know, help guide others is it also comes from how we approach that person and trying to correct them. Um, we can't just approach them and say, Oh, you did this wrong. You should do this. No, because that's not right. That's not how God wants us to be. In my opinion, I think that, You know, like two people could say the exact same thing to a person, like take parents, for example, and and now in today's world with divorces, we see this very often with a father um, versus a step parent. You know, you've got a parent and a step parent. Well, the parent could be harsh and cruel in, in their tone and even their actions But. The step parent, you know, could could say the exact same thing, but depending on and it was uh, um, Pastor Benny Tate on Rock Springs. I'll share this in knickknacks. He was talking about how his dad and his stepfather, his his father was very, very harsh on him. His stepfather was, too, but his stepfather had sent him to seminary school. And he said the difference in the way that they approached their discipline would was that he knew the stepfather actually believe it or not the stepfather showed more care compassion and love and just general um understanding to him so he he understood when he was being disciplined that it wasn't out of a place of anger or madness or that he didn't care whereas the other one the stepfather he knew he cared because he asked about him and asked how he was doing and and what, you know, what was going on in his life. And that's the difference is if we approach those with the love and um, understanding and compassion that Christ give us, if we use that same grace with those when we're trying to talk to them and let them know where they've gone wrong in their path, It's a whole lot easier to take than someone just being not even harsh, but saying the exact same thing, but you don't know where they're coming from. You don't know and don't feel that they care about you. So knowing that someone cares when they they do try to redirect you is very important. And I think it makes a big difference on how we actually our how our approach is is taken, you know. So I think that's important to kind of focus on. Thank you so much, Tam, for um posting that up. The um MAGA QNET. So Bible study on here is I moved it from Telegram, from Christ followers telegram to Podbean. It's always gonna I'm gonna keep it under knickknacks instead of making it confusing for people. Um Bible study and I'll try to get all of those posted up so that way they'll be scheduled but it will be tuesday and thursday mornings 11 a.m eastern time and then the uh, Knickknack show itself will be still monday wednesday at 7 p.m eastern that i will try to make sure to always share the link in the knickknacks room as well as in the christ followers room until we can um be able to get this, you know, where people can learn the transition and learn where it's at and, and know. I found that, um, after seeing many people comment about it, that people can actually, you know, download from here and listen when they're away and not on the internet versus I think Telegram, you gotta keep Telegram open for it to even play back on those episodes there. They're all still there. Um, so if anybody wants to go back and hear, the ones that we have done. I'm gonna share the link for y'all. It's um, it's Christ Followers on Telegram. It's t.me/slash Christ_Follower7. If you go there under music, you can find the previous um, recordings that we have done. There is a bot when you come in, but it's it's pretty basic stuff. It's just the safety of others but we have covered Genesis the book of Genesis Exodus Leviticus the book of John and first and second Timothy in there so if you're looking for those that's where those will be we just started Romans today we covered chapters one and two which is on here and I kind of get a little intro for Romans but we're going to have it here now just for convenience, and that's where Father had led, and a wonderful blessing was bestowed upon me to where I could actually have the um, the premium content so I could keep the episodes there and be uploaded, and I'm very grateful and thankful of that because it's, Podbean only lets you get so much time in, regardless, you can't go back and delete and then try to re-upload, they won't let you, They figured out how to keep people from from doing that because I tried on Monday, I think it was, I tried Monday to be able to even delete all my old previous episodes that were on here and put the new one on and it still wouldn't work. I did lose one with Angie on the red wine when we were making wine and and vanilla and that kind of thing. So we're going to try to get something together to do on that. Um, I may do some pop up ones here and there, but the schedule, just so that way y'all know Bible study um, schedule. And I'm thinking about calling it. I had someone give me this name, Sisters on Scripture, and I loved it. So I think I'm going to name instead of just saying Bible study, I think the ones that will be Bible study will be Sisters on Scripture. And anyone that wants to. um, It's an open callion because that's what we did. Over on Telegram, and it was, it was very enjoyable. I love that interaction and just being able to hear it say good morning to everyone and see how everyone's doing. Um, so I think I'm going to name it Sisters on Scripture for the Bible study Tuesday and Thursday again at 11 a.m. Eastern, um, 8 a.m. Pacific, and then the knickknacks, the health and wellness show on Mondays at 7 p.m. And then um whatever father brings to me on Wednesday evenings at seven. Um have guests that come in. Angie has been a regular, she is wonderful. It's Ryan's wife. Ryan is seeking um RB dad. It's his wife, and she has blessed me beyond measure with her knowledge and information. And so she's she's been wonderful to have on. She has a lot of the old um ways to make things, how to do tinctures, how to do ferments, and I mean, it's just amazing. She makes soaps and and lots of fun stuff, so we're going to be doing that on Monday, since we are not going to be celebrating Halloween. We're going to do an episode about pumpkins, and I gave a little teaser last night about it. I'm not going to spoil the whole thing, because it was wonderful that what she told me, but it's funny, um, I did not realize this pumpkin canned pumpkin for your pie filling pumpkin, you know that we all get at Thanksgiving to make all of our pumpkin pies that is butternut squash, and there's a reason why they do that. She will let us know that reason on Monday. Thank you, I'm glad y'all like the name, yeah, isn't that i it blew my mind too, Tam. I had no idea that. It was butternut squash. I never realized how much I liked butternut squash. But I think that's why, you know, the allspice and um, is added into it to kind of give it that flavor. Just like, and if you think about it, it's it's actually better for you. I mean, not better for you than pumpkin. But you know how uh, Starbucks, they do their pumpkin spice lattes. And it's funny that they use no pumpkin in any of theirs. And so I was like, wow, they've really been trying to trick us. And I felt like, you know, the parent had snuck in, you know, something like what I do with my kids. I will sneak in like veggies into when I make my spaghetti sauce. I sneak veggies into that that they don't normally eat on their own. And so I felt like my kids feel when they discover what mom did. And I'm just like, oh, man. All this time, I liked butternut squash and never knew it, and I grew it this year for the first time, and I had a pretty little uh, gourd that was growing well, and then my chickens discovered where my garden was, so um, they pecked at it, and eventually, they ate the butternut squash, so chickens like butternut squash, too, but I appreciate everyone coming in today. I'm going to go ahead and pray, pray us out. Um, there won't be a long, like, outro music. I'll have one that I felt that was a Podbean standard one that was kind of, it was cute, and I felt it was a little fitting. It's not, it's very, very short. So I'll play that, and at the end of that, it'll be over. And if y'all will just take a time by your heads, we'll go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time that you've allowed us to gather and make this transition from Telegram to podbeam with our Bible study. I pray that we don't lose anyone in the process, but instead are able to bring your word to more people all over. Father, just be with all of our our prayer warriors right now while they pray for others and go out and disciple and, and your word to, to many other people. I pray that you, you give them the strength to be able to continue to do that work, that you keep them free from any sickness and illness that may try to befall them that you protect them from any harm that may come their way. Father God, we lift up all of our family, friends, and people that we don't even know that have needs. I pray, Father, that you meet those needs, that you continue to bless them, and that they ask you for what they are needing because we know that you tell us that you know what we want. You know what we need. You know our hearts better than anyone ever and we just have to ask it of you and you'll deliver because you love us that much. Father, we thank you for the, all the many blessings you've already given us and will continue to give us, especially for the blood of Jesus. Father, we can never, ever, ever do anything that's going to measure up to to being worthy of that love and that gift. But we're thankful that we have that gift bestowed upon us and that you graciously freely give him over to us and that he died freely for us. Father, it's in his mighty, mighty holy name. I pray. Amen. Well, everyone, thank you all so much. I'm going to get that little song going. Uh, I appreciate you all for being here and for making this transition. And bearing with me as we go through this transition of getting things from um, from telegram over here, we'll get there. We'll definitely get there. We just, it just takes a little bit of time. And so I want to just thank you all for being here. Those who are listening later. Thank you, Tam. Thank you so much for, for being in and sharing everything and Tonight at 7, I'm sorry, 7 Central, 8 p.m. Eastern Time is Echo's Bible Study. Tonight's an open round dinner table for everyone. So I hope to see you all there. And thank you again. Um, If you've not listened to Kilted Christian from last night, go listen to that. It was very good. And if you haven't caught her morning um, episodes that she's done the little quicker picker uppers, go listen. They're wonderful, very, very wonderful. And it's it's truly amazing to see God work through all of us now and and just witness the growth of each individual. Um I know many have probably seen it in others, and I've seen it myself, in myself, as well as as others. So I pray you all have a wonderfully blessed day. If you've got some sunshine, get out there and enjoy it because we know this cold weather is coming soon. And let's get that little song. Uh, It's kind of cute. It's nothing but music. It's 15 seconds. So here you go.